Lord, you know the weight of true darkness. Your bones have been broken, and you have cried out in affliction. Let us remember the darkness. Lord, you know deafening silence. You were buried and laid to rest for three days. Let us remember the silence. In moments of darkness and silence, you plant seeds of hope. Today we wait quietly for the hope of the salvation of the Lord. For you will not cast us off forever, nor hold your goodness from us. In silence our souls seek after the Lord. In silence we anticipate the glory of new life. In silence we ponder your faithfulness across the generations. For the Lord is good to those who wait for him, and brings new life to those who seek after his salvation. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who also was a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered it to be given to him. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people, He is risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go, make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. I am the man who has seen affliction by the rod of the Lord's wrath. He has driven me away and made me walk in darkness rather than light. Indeed, he has turned his hand against me again and again all day long. He has made my skin and my flesh grow old and has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and hardship. He has made me dwell in darkness like those long dead. He has walled me in so I cannot escape. He has weighed me down with chains. Even when I call out or cry for help, he shuts out my prayer. He has barred my way with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. I remember my affliction and my wondering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him.
The death and resurrection of Jesus is a three-day drama, yet only two of those days seem to grip our hearts. Only Good Friday and Easter Sunday are commemorated with special services in most churches. And throughout the year, our liturgies make much of crucifixion and the empty tomb, with hardly a mention of the time in between. Somehow, the drama of Christ lying dead in the grave fails to inspire much worship. The martyrdom of the cross and the victory of resurrection, those are glories that illuminate, glories we can comprehend. But the dormant defeat of Holy Saturday offers only darkness. Why three days? Could it not have been just two? What need for this inactivity in the middle? The Apostles' Creed tells us that on this Holy Saturday, Jesus descended into hell. And some Christian traditions have imagined that descent laden with the theater of war, that God's Son took up arms during his time below and ravaged the dark spirits holding saints captive there. Yet the scriptures make no mention of such subterranean conflict. On the contrary, the biblical story of Christ in the grave is a story of silence. His descent into hell is a descent into the abyss of lifelessness. So what good is it then? What purpose for the true, life-giving vine to lie fallow in the ground, even for only a day? In the third chapter of the Book of Lamentations, the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah writes of being made to dwell in darkness, of having his prayers shut out, his way blocked with stones. This is a place we all know. It is an experience universal to mankind. When our sense of any connection to transcendence is lost, and we are buried in the weighty earth of loneliness. Such moments are a glimpse of what lies before us all a grave and the deathly silent loneliness of it. Jesus went into that grave, all the way in, and he lay there, lifeless, lost, and alone. The resurrection of Easter Sunday was no act. Jesus rose from a true death. He rose from the place of darkness, where prayers go unheard and the way is blocked with stones. He rose from the darkest places you and I have ever known, and from that final darkness that we will all know. Yes, Holy Saturday had to be. In it, our Savior came all the way to us, and met us in the terror of night. Don't you see, if Jesus has lain in our tomb before us and conquered even that, then the only contribution we must make to this great salvation is death. Jesus will grant eternal life, and all he needs of us is that we show up and die. As Jeremiah's lamentation concedes, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will hope in him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. When we remain in our distress, when we refuse the truth, 
Jesus, our Lord, has died for us. He has gone down into your death, and he invites you to participate in him there. Follow him to that place and find your resurrection there.